This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello. I am so excited to have two friends here, two peers, two people I would consider mentors and just great human beings. I'm so excited to have Monica Froze and Teresa Beretta with me today. We are going to hop back to having a CEO and a DOO, which is a Director of Operations Conversation. And the point of doing these interviews is so that you can understand and identify what it is like to be supported by a Director of Operations what it looks like and feels like to have that person in your business, what they do. And then on the flip side, if you're listening today and you're interested in becoming a director of operations, Teresa has been through the program and after the program has started working with Monica and she's going to give you some insight into the certification, but even more importantly, how she's working in Monica's business today. So I am super thrilled to have you two beautiful ladies here, and I would love to start with Monica. Just kind of give us an idea about your business and a little bit about your team structure. Yeah. So my business right now all exists under the brand Redefining Mom, which started as a working mom blog and built out into, then it went into helping women get out of corporate because I was in corporate, had a miserable time, helping women get out of corporate. And then I really tacked on to Pinterest and came up with a whole course suite around Pinterest marketing. And the biggest thing I did there was I pretty much got known as the Pinterest ads lady out there. So I have a really big course on Pinterest ads, pretty much the only one out there. So that's what I've been focusing the majority of my last two years on is really building a course business with still the passion to eventually get back to my blogging roots and eventually even dividing off the brands into two separate brands. So right now the team structure is I've worked primarily up until recently, thanks to Teresa, with contractors. So I have Of course, a lot of contractors that you tap on an as-needed basis, like a graphic designer, lawyer, the CPA, things like that. They're not on payroll. And then Teresa is also a contractor and she acts as my director of operations. And then I have one full-time employee, which blows my mind because if you asked me six months ago, that was never going to happen. It was never going to be a part of my business. And she started as a community manager and we've quickly learned she was doing way more than just managing our community. So we just retitled her to project coordinator and her path is going to eventually be into like a program manager. So right now it's a few contractors doing like specialized things. Teresa, Haley is my project coordinator and then me. Fantastic. It looks like it's all coming together. Monica and I have been friends for since I got into this space. I don't know if you were at the same spot, but I've been in here for about four years. And I think we met about three, maybe three to four years ago. Yeah. So I remember when you were coming into the space and I think we both probably have been lucky enough to watch each other's evolutions. And we both kind of started in that blogging space and now have taken on a turn for 
something bigger, different, and have both found success. So it's been so fun to watch you and actually hearing your team come together. I know that you and I have had personal conversations about developing the team and how we get this going further. But really, I believe, Monica, that by having this team set up, you will be able to get back to that blogging passion, (laughs) which I still dream about as well. I don't have the path there yet, but I do dream about getting back to that one day. All the fun stuff is what I call it. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. All right, Teresa. So tell us about your expertise, your business, and how you help your clients. Yes. So it's been quite a journey as well. I've been in the space for the last three and a half years. I transitioned from my corporate days being a business systems analyst and also in middle management and migrating over to the space because I have seen and witnessed the corporations and the large enterprise being able to work so magnificently with systems and workflows and just seeing how much impact it can do for an organization. And so I always looked back to where I had the most fun in, and that was always with the smaller business communities. And so through that journey, um, and after I realized my affinity with systems, I was able to really help smaller businesses grow the same way with larger organizations. And that's where Loop Link was kind of born. It's with the mission to be able to help small businesses complete the loop. And so now how I help my clients is to be able to hold on to their visions, which is powered by their values to achieve their version of success by extracting them from the day-to-day functions and to reclaim their focus, their freedom and flexibility through optimized operations and workflows. So it's been a fun journey in that sense. Yes. And our paths are so very similar, both coming from corporate, being kind of on the analytical and systematic kind of process brained. So I love that you're here. I love that you're serving small businesses. And I, what does your team look like? Do you have a team? I do have a team and they are starting to grow. So I started developing a team locally. And at first I thought I was going to bring on just virtual assistants, but I quickly realized that there's so much more talent to grow within just the virtual assistant arena. And so I actually hired my sister and she's working alongside me as a loop professional. And how my team's path is looking like is that I'm grooming them to become project managers as well, to be able to help continue to serve in this capacity and being able to fill in the gaps so that we can effectively close that loop in the businesses. I love the name. I remember when you first had, when I had first met you, Loop Link Consulting. I was like, Coach Sulting, right? Coach Sulting, yes. Yes. That's right. Oh my gosh, this is brilliant. This is exactly what we do. So nice job. (laughs) And I love the whole closing the loop thing. I mean, that's a lot of times, Mm -hmm. this is probably a good segue, but a lot of times that's what we're doing. We're coming into businesses as a project manager or a director of operations to truly close the loop and make sure things get done and offload some of those things and tasks and projects and ideas that our partner leaders have as well. So Miss Monica, where were you in your business when you felt like you needed to bring on a director of operations? <laughs> Burnout? <laughs> yes. Um, so I think the evolution of business is awfully fascinating because you don't know what you don't know. And even coming from corporate, I even have my MBA. So it's I was like trained in all of this, but until you experience it, It's just very different. And I often say, I kind of wish I was getting my MBA now because the things I was learning then were so much more applicable to what I'm doing now. 
but I was at the, the stage of just utter burnout. So I had launched my course for probably the fourth time in January of 2019. And it went really well. And I did it on the heels of stopping breastfeeding, my daughter getting RSV, my husband being gone the whole month that it happened. It was like the most stressful Mm. month that I can remember in recent history. And yet this launch happened and it was super successful. But what happened is I totally crashed after. Uh, So February and March, I barely did anything. And yet because of all the work I did, there was still money coming in like a significant amount, like way more than if I wasn't doing as like, just, it was burnout mode. It was completely burnout. And I think that's when I reached out to you, Natalie, and said, so there's probably like, I knew what you did. And I knew that you had all the ends with the operations people. And it was very clear that I was working way harder and not smarter, but I could not envision how to get everything out of my brain. And Teresa will tell you, I still struggle with that. There are so many things that I'm like, well, I can't possibly hand that off. And she has to talk me off a ledge frequently about that. And actually our first call with Teresa, so you recommended Teresa to me. And the first call is actually hilarious because (laughs) when I'm in extreme overwhelm, I, I, I just can't even articulate myself. I'm like a deer in headlights. So we get on this call and Teresa's like, well, tell me a little bit about yourself or tell, like, tell me what's going on and how I can help you. And I had nothing to say. I'm like, I don't even know. Like it was like <laughs> arms in the air. Yes. Like, like I'm almost to the point of just, you tell me because I have literally no idea how to fix this runaway train. I feel like that meme where you're putting down the railroad track, but you're already over, you've already gone past where, the track that you're putting down. Yes. Like that is exactly how I felt. And I think I... <laughs> Well, Teresa can probably speak to be on the other end of that call must have been like, holy cow, because I was, I had nothing to say. I was so like, it probably came off super aggressive and I didn't, I didn't mean it. It was just, I didn't even know how to articulate my needs. I was so overwhelmed. But you know what? Every single person listening to that can identify with what overwhelm feels like. And, you know, we're all three women here. We're all three mothers. And it's not just the overwhelm from the business, right? Like you just got through saying, like what led to some of this overwhelm was not necessarily just work-related. Oh, yeah. Balancing and juggling just so incredibly much. And that is, that's exactly why in the corporate structures, we see support professionals like this, everything from a, you know, from an assistant to a coordinator, to a project manager, to an operations support Like that's why these exist so that those leaders can truly rise and do their jobs because as a small business owner, and we, we all know this. And those of you guys that are listening right now, that path that Monica is talking about from, you know, building your, your business into a scaling phase. I mean, there are so many hills and valleys that come to play and we're not done with them. They never end in entrepreneurship. We don't get to shut the door at five o'clock and go home. So we have to be super, super strong and regimented around making this work for us. And so everyone understands that overall, Monica. I, oh my goodness. And it, it is one of those speechless moments where you, I, I just know physically, I'm thinking about a situation here in my house, but even when I get stressed out with my family and all the things that are going on, you know, your family always gets the brunt of it. But here I am in my house and I'm just like losing my mind. I'm not nice to my kids. I literally want to go pout in my room or cry or sit in my car. Like that's what overwhelm looks like. And so I can imagine on this telephone call, when you've got this person who's here to help you, And you're like, I don't know. You just want to like lay down and just say, just take it over, right? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm not even out over here. Yes. <laughs> As a direct, I have chills actually. As a director of operations, we are, that's our zone. Like it feels heavy. And, and I heard you say, like, oh man, it was just a really, what it felt like was a heavy call. And for us, we love coming in to literally scoop it up because we pride ourselves. We get so much of a high from helping that state of emotion that you had right there. So coming in, being able to make sense of it and relieve you plus accelerate the business is like, that's our zone. Mm -hmm. That's what we love to do. Yes. And one of the other things, if I may add, is just being able to talk about it and really like put it into words. Because when we're at that state of overwhelm, it all makes sense in here, but it doesn't make sense out here as well. And so to be able to put it into the words and having someone kind of reframe it back just makes it feel so much more like soothing to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that we don't have to go over the mountain. We can actually go through the mountain knowing that it's possible. Look at you being all clever. (laughs) So true. Absolutely. So Monica, tell me today how you're using Teresa in your business. Like what capacity, what what role? Because everyone does this director of operations role a little bit different, but also leaders need different things from an operator. So give us give us a behind the scenes of what Teresa does in your business. So I think the most important thing she did out of the gate was that she helped me get help. So she was going to come in and systematize and get me on task and get me like, just calm down. But obviously I still needed someone to help me do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And Teresa's zone of genius is the strategic and helping me see through the trees when I can't mm-hmm. and someone needed to be in the inbox. Right. Like there was just so much stuff that had to happen, but I couldn't even tell you how I would even go about hiring someone. Like that seemed like such a mountain to climb. And she's like, no, I, I know how to do that. She came up with this amazing interview process, like mind blown. The things that we did over the summer while I had another launch and I was traveling internationally, we had, we were traveling with the kids. It was like this crazy summer. And yet I had two of my highest revenue months and we hired a full-time employee. So like mind blown. So that was like the first thing. And now Quite honestly, what is amazing about Teresa for me is I will regularly say, I can't hand that off because I like it's all in my brain. And some of these steps are a hundred steps. Like when I think of setting up a flash sale, even and the amount of triggers I have to pull through all these systems, I'm like, there's no way anyone's, and you know, the way I set it up makes sense to me. And then over time, it got more convoluted because as I grew, and I'm like, well, no, I have to be the one to do that. She's like, no, you don't. I'm like, yes, I do. And so she has a really great way of pulling that out of me and making it way less complicated than in my head I've made it and giving me past stalled decisions. So, like, I want to change checkouts. And I sit here and tell her all of the issues of changing my checkout system. Like it's going to impact this and these people are going to be mad and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, 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 but that's not how we're going to make business decisions based on all of that. We need to make it based on the numbers. So like, let's, you know, rein it back in and talk about what's not happening because of the checkout we're using and what will happen. And then all of the gaps. And she just thinks it a lot more. She makes me actually take action, like things that I would put off forever. And the things that if I didn't take action on, there would be no way to scale and definitely no way to grow. 
Yeah, the, the support is so big just to have a trusted place for you to be able to talk through these things. And then, like you said, I mean, I think that Teresa is extremely analytical and it was one of the reasons that I connected the two of you guys, because I do match based on values as well as on the skill sets that the companies and the person have. I want to make sure that those are complementary to make a long lasting relationship. So that analytical skill set is extremely important. Plus you have that skill set, Monica, like you're also very analytical. And so I would not want to pair you with somebody who was really weak in that area for the fact that I know that that's something that you like. Now, what you were just sharing is that you're not using that skill set right now. And it's probably not to be all therapy on you or therapist on you, but it's likely because you're in a state of overwhelm and that emotion just gets to you. And it's like in your right mind, you could tell me exactly what checkout system to use, why it was right, why it was wrong. But when it's ours and we can feel the emotional heaviness of all the things that happen when we do make change, oh, it's just such a, it's such a harder road. Absolutely. I tell people all the time with, (laughs) I tell people all the time exactly what each system does and why, like I talk about this with my friends all the time, but, Mm -hmm. and it's so easy for me to tell them that you need to start with this or you should switch this. This has better conversion rates. Like I get all of that and yet I don't do it. I just sit on it. I would sit on it forever. And that, and so I actually operate really well on a project plan. If you put me on a project plan, I can crank out. Yeah. I'm amazing on a project plan. The problem is, is that I get stuck in the loop so often that Teresa has to pull me into a project plan. Like Monica, go focus over there. Here's your steps and don't worry about everything else. I'm like, but, but, but no, she puts me back on my project plan. (laughs) Yes. One thing I want to point out is all three of us have really strong personalities. We're all helpers. I mean, I'm friends with the, with all of us here and I know your deep down personalities, but the thing that is amazing is even though we have these strong and all have really great leadership and strategic brains, you're allowing yourself to really be managed. And, you know, I think that that's one of the greatest benefits to having a director of operations or a right hand in whatever capacity that you can afford in your business, but having that trusted place where you can literally be you, but at the same time, have that person, trust that person, know that they're coming from a good place, telling you like, get out of here, Monica, go focus on this because this is what's going to do us the best right now. So Kudos for just being open because there have been times I know in my own career where I did not want to be coached, where I did not want to be managed, where I wanted to just charge forward. And those are very scary moments. They feel big and bold. And then it never works out in the long term because something fails because you really can't do any of this on our own. Yes, I completely relate to that. And I, Teresa and I have been reading Traction and Rocket Fuel, the whole concept of visionary versus integrator. And I still feel... Like, I don't even know how to classify myself because in some regards, in my area of zone of genius, I am very visionary. But I feel like my visionary is, to a degree, limited scope to certain things. And when I get it, I get it. And I can see, like, I can... There's so many things I can see in the future that is very clear to me in the marketing realm of what's going to change and, like, things that other people just don't see coming. But in order to provide the content that's necessary to go around that, I need to be on a project plan. So I'm also very tactical. So Mm -hmm. I don't even know where I fit in visionary and integrator at all, to be honest with you. But I know that I need someone to put me in the right mode when it's appropriate. 
And the reality, Monica, is we all have a little bit of both of those in us. And so it's not like someone's just a visionary or just an implementer or an integrator, excuse me, but it's definitely a sliding scale. It's like saying someone's extrovert or introvert. Like it's, it's not a hundred percent. Well, I guess it could be, but it's not very likely. (laughs) Those people would be scary either way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And what I found is it's always like an evolution, right? Like evolution doesn't, doesn't jump from like baby to like adulthood. There's always going to be like certain phases in between. And I think like one thing I have witnessed from even the beginning of working with Monica is her own evolution and towards that. Right. So it's never going to be a light switch. It's never going to be an overnight change, but you are moving towards that. When you say yes to a director of operations, you say yes to being a better leader. I am convinced that if the relationship works and you as a CEO are coachable and open to having someone in your business, you are telling the world, yourself, whoever is on your team, that you're ready to step into a higher level of leadership. So that's what just struck me as you were speaking, Teresa. So from your perspective, Teresa, tell me what you feel has been your greatest impact since joining Monica. Yes, I think one of the greatest impacts for myself personally is that it just really like showed me the true power of working with someone who I can totally like pull behind because I truly believe in her vision. I believe in her values and I just really want to be able to help her achieve her version of success and doing it in our right way. And as you, as you heard Monica mention before, like she's very honest about growing her business ethically and doing it with quality and being able to just like walk towards in that truth. And I just totally pull behind that. So one of my biggest focus and impact while working with Monica is to just protect her time and protect her white space too, so that she can operate outside of overwhelm and be able to focus on that vision step by step, because we know it can't just be huge leaps, but it's about moving the needle every single day towards that and being able to keep overcoming. Because overwhelm, we're never going to be rid of overwhelm. In every stage, every phase of business growth, you're going to hit another level of overwhelm. And it's about getting that habit, getting those important foundations in place so that we can build that trust to keep overcoming it one by one. So that's been one of the areas that I feel has been the greatest impact for Monica. And, you know, by starting to hire first, that was the first biggest step because you're starting to let go and you're starting to build trust outside of yourself. And that's always the hardest part because we know that, you know, if it's our own business, we trust ourselves the most with our business baby. And to allow that to extend to a team requires immense trust within the team as well. And so it's about walking with Monica to evolve that trust amongst her team and continue to build it in the upcoming years. Yes. Awesome. So how, how much are you working in Monica's business? I am fairly in like, like a percentage of your, I would say about a good 25% of my time is within Monica's business at the moment, but it fluctuates depending on the season that we're in. If it's a hiring season, it's a lot more. And depending on if there's initiatives for promotions or any other projects that are in the scope. Awesome. Monica, tell me about, share any advice that you have uh, that you would give to your peers about bringing on a role just like Teresa's. 
Well, I think what I see the most amongst my peers is the same burnout that I experienced. And I noticed that this is where I do think I've always been, I'm very self-aware. So when I hit burnout, I know what's going on. I know it needs to change, even if I have no idea how that's going to come about. And I see a lot of people stay in a persistent, overwhelmed burnout state. You know, Teresa made mention that overwhelm is going to happen in all seasons of business. I mean, it happens in all seasons of life too. Yes. So it's something that even though I would love to fight it against, I recognize it's just part of life, but burnout is the next level that we don't have to let ourselves get to burnout. And I see a whole lot of my peers operating in burnout. So I think, I think really what I see happening more than anything and what I've tried to educate people on is they go to hire more VAs and they can't understand why they're still in this burnout cycle when they're putting more people, they're paying more people, but they don't feel like they're getting ahead. And I keep telling them it's because you don't have anything documented and there's no strategic initiatives behind what you're doing. You're just on that same hamster wheel with more people helping you. And you're even more overwhelmed because you have to explain to each one of these VAs what has to get done. So like one of the big things that Teresa had me do was, and she knows I'm super resistant to new technology. Like it's funny because in some ways, I mean, everything I do is based on connecting all these apps together. And I've, I've been able to do that along the way. Right. But yet I can be so stubborn on certain things like getting a password manager. And then Trello was just not jiving with what we needed to do project wise. And she wanted to move me to Asana. And I was like, no, not happening, not learning a new system. And she's like, but it needs to happen. And she got us up and running. It actually blows my mind. I don't open Trello anymore. Like I lived in Trello for three years and I have not opened it in like a month, which is just like mind blowing that someone could get me streamlined like something that was so integrated in my everyday life that she managed to move me over to something that was better and worked better for my brain and worked better for the team. Like that's the stuff that a VA coming in, that would not happen. It's like, it's like getting someone with a 10,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in some ways hard to describe, but I feel like when I talk to my peers about it and I explain the difference between what VAs have done for me and what Teresa's come in to do, their wheels start to turn and they're like, oh yeah, that would be great if someone could help me. I'm a disorganized mess and I have no idea where everything is and I don't even know how to train people or hire people. And I'm like, well, that's the whole point of what yeah. Teresa does is she takes all of these things that intellectually we know need to happen, but we just don't know what the first step forward is to make them happen. Cause we're also still focused on the revenue coming in and paying the bills. And so it's like, you don't really ever have time to focus on the things like moving to Asana really low on my list when I had to keep the bills paid, you know, like I, when was I ever going to get to that if she didn't come in and, and make it happen? So a question that I am totally being nosy about, do you feel like Teresa has paid her own self back? Like from an ROI perspective, do you feel like she has, like your business is earning more because you have Teresa? Oh yeah. I mean, I can't see how, like I said, like my June and August of this year were my two highest revenue months ever. Mm -hmm. And that was in large part because of the cleared white space that I had. Yes to see things through. In August, I launched a program that I still would not have launched if it wasn't for her support. One day I said, let's get a Google form together for it. And when I said that, it was like, I was never going to actually do it. And she had it ready and pushed out. So it's because she knew, she knew I should be doing it, but I was, even though I doubt it, 
my ability to execute on it time-wise, all this stuff, she knew that it was the right move. And so she made sure all the back-end stuff happened. And that led to a really big August. Yeah. And that's that's really one of our biggest missions, I feel. It should be anyone's mission who's in a support role. But specifically in the director of operations, there's some criteria that we have to have before they can come in for the certification. But one of those things I'm looking for is really the ability to be able to anticipate the leader's needs. Like if you don't have that intuition, that heart, that drive, that follow through, it's going to be really hard for me to help you be successful. So because that's our biggest asset. I mean, of course, we've got all this technical, financial, human resources. We've got all these great skills. But on top of that, we're running. We are literally, I take great pride in coming into small businesses and help operate them. Like this role is made for people who are really comfortable being second in command, but also are leaders in their own way. Because now, just like as you've learned in this interview, I mean, Teresa has come in, she's hired people, they're probably reporting up to her and giving her the outputs of their work. And then I don't specifically know how this is working in your business, but a lot of times director of operations are giving that sign off before it gets to Monica. So there's not a million different things coming to Monica's desk. We literally create white space by being that gatekeeper, but also another another source for the people who are on the team to go to. And we don't want them always going to Monica. Yes, we want that. We want Monica to be in front of her people, to be able to have relationships with them. But from a work perspective, we want the CEO, every director of operations wants the CEO to be able to create new things, to be able to sell, which is revenue, and be able to build strong relationships with alliances in their area. So if we can come in and allow them to have the space to do that, we will pay for ourselves. So- that's actually a really good, you, you brought up something that she also does for me, which is on the collaboration front. So the thing with getting known for one specific thing, like I did with Pinterest ads, is a whole lot of people want time on my calendar, ridiculous amounts. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she knows about me is calls back to back, and especially on multiple days in the week, I can't get anything done because I, I calls are like the worst yes. for me. So what would happen was everything that came across, it was like, I felt like I had to do it because it would be a missed opportunity. And then the week would come and I'd be totally stretched too thin and stressed out. And so she just started asking questions like, is this really a strategic collaboration that you should be doing? Do we have to do it right now? And then she said, well, why don't we come up with like a collaboration, like a matrix and score them? Like, what's the long-term impact? What's the ROI from it? blew my mind. I'm like, I never thought about doing that. It makes so much sense. And every time I get a request, I forward it to her. So it's not my judgment because I would be more likely to take on even ones that would be beneficial. So she stands in as that middle person and makes sure that she protects my time with it. And it's winning on both sides because the people who want to do the collaboration, whether they're fits or they're not, they probably get a response uh, really much sooner. And it's with less emotion for you. So it's a win-win for everyone. And I know Teresa and everyone in our roles, we don't mind doing that because we are one step removed. So it's it's easy and we're in our zone. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Monica. I think it's really helpful for other CEOs to be able to see just the feel of what it looks like 
the feelings as well as kind of the visuals of what it looks like to have somebody in your business playing a role like this because, you know, it's a journey. You're not going to start your business like this. And as you mentioned, having the virtual assistants, I see that all the time. I have been tempted myself. You have been tempted yourself to pull in additional VAs to do some ancillary roles. And really, if you just power that up a little bit. Now, I, I just want to give a disclaimer here that VAs are extremely necessary and they play a very fascinating and important role in small business. But as your business goes from that building to the growing stage, you are going to literally have to look at your team. It is not going to be a jigsaw puzzle of VAs. That will not get you to the scaling phase. Now, I'm kind of getting on a soapbox right here because I've seen it. I've seen people hurt by it. And it's not It's not necessarily the virtual assistant profession that is doing that. It's just the fact that the leaders need greater support. So if you think of all the different things that a director of operations, even a business manager and a project manager, what they can do for a business, is it higher level? Sure. But I think the biggest key is that they're leaders in the industry. They understand what to do. They probably have previous experience from a corporate role or owning their own business, but they're able to put the pieces together and not just focus on the tasks. So there's a time where we all dig in and do the task and pay for the task to get done, but there will be a time in your business when you're reaching for that scaling phase where you're going to look around and say, you know what, I cannot continue this because I will get to that burnout phase. I will not, and there, you know, you're going to have all these limiting beliefs, like I'm not going to be able to afford it. And I am going, how am I ever going to get this person to be in my business enough? Do I really want someone in there? I've heard all of those beliefs. I have felt those beliefs to be really honest. But the reality is I see it time and time again. If you look at the A players in your industry, I promise you they have a COO or a DOO, right? So that is just the facts. You cannot get to a multi-million dollar or even $500,000 level in your business without having adequate high-level support. Low-level support is great. It's not going to take you to the scaling phase. End of the box. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, Teresa. <laughs> because the reality, yeah, because the reality is you can't scale your time, right? Yeah. It's about leveraging your time and how you can multiply it through someone else by duplicating yeah. yourself. Yeah. And knowing as a leader, like that is one of my delegation has always been hard for me. It was, it's hard for me at home. It was hard for me in corporate. Delegation is just not something that comes natural to me. <laughs> I am by nature, a control freak. I'd rather just get it done. I feel like like the process of explaining something is just overwhelming. There's just no way. And it's funny because I got good at outsourcing stuff at home. So one thing my husband helped me realize was all these things that you said you'd never hand off at home, you hired a full-time nanny. And before you knew it, like I wasn't even doing my own laundry, which blew my mind there too. And he's like, if you can do that, you can you can hand off stuff in your business. So helpful to have that other person telling you this too, versus what we usually hear is often hear in these relationships is, you know, or at least women just feel the pressure to do all of those things themselves. So yes, 
we can't elevate ourselves by hiring people to help us. I also want everyone to be clear in what you can afford because I'm not one of those people that's just going to say, yeah, this is your easy path to scaling or to success. You have to really understand what you need first. And you just said something that that is my jam. I really feel for a female entrepreneur who's really rising and growing in their business and reaching that scaling phase, lots of times the best help you can find is in your house first, right? Yeah. One of the big things that we just, like literally last night, had this conversation with my husband is I can't stand cooking. It doesn't come natural to me. It's not a skill I'm good at. I feel like I'm put in a box because I should, as a female, like want to cook, love to cook. And I said, I'm sick of having this conversation. So instead we're going to come up with a different solution and that's going to be meal delivery. Mm -hmm. And just voicing that this thing that's been stuck in my head, I feel like I have to do it. I'm not good at it. It takes up so much brain space and I'm just over it. It's time to move to the next level with that too, so that we can put this behind us, get back to eating consistently Mm -hmm. normal, healthy food. And it's off my plate because guess what? At four o'clock, I'm either going to go to the gym or I'm going to get down on the floor and play with my daughter, but I am not going to go stand in the kitchen for another hour when I've just busted my butt all day long. Like that's to me taking away from family time and just not something I enjoy. So I feel the same way about having someone help me to drive my kids to practices because I left corporate with the literally, I'm leaving corporate so that I can drive my kids around. So that's kind of been my badge of honor. And now that my business has grown and my kids are getting older, sometimes it's like, you know what, if I could have somebody to drive my child just one day, it takes me about three hours round trip to take her to and from gymnastics. And so if I can have someone just one day, that's three hours. Like that is a lot of minutes and seconds that I get back to me. And I don't care what I do during that time. Lots of times I need it to just be on the personal side, not necessarily more time in my business, but just time to be me. I love to cook. So being able to have a fresh meal when she comes home would be amazing. If I'm on the road, obviously I can't do two things at once. And there comes a point where, you know, I was really diligent for a while of like starting the crock pot in the morning. Guess what, guys? Like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to start cooking dinner at nine o'clock in the morning. Like it doesn't, can I do that once or twice a week? Fine. But it's just, you know, I just think that leverage, leveraging help inside the house as a female entrepreneur is just so heavy on my heart. I love when I see people doing this sharing how they've done this and turning over my laundry is like next level dream over here, Monica. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yes. Game changer. <laughs> yes. And I got to say like, you know, even as ops people, like sometimes we just don't want to plan. Sometimes it's nice to just go with the flow as well. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say I can't, at the end of the day, often I can't just, I just can't make another decision. Like my mm-hmm. decision power is completely mm-hmm. gone and I need to just exist. Yep. I need to go play the mindless game on the floor yep. where I'm not being asked another question. <laughs> yes. Yes. Speaking of answering a million questions, like dinner can be so many questions. Like I'm always like, husband, do not call me or text me during the middle of the day. Ask me about what dinner is going to be. I don't know. Like a lot of times it's game time, honey, like whatever we have. <laughs> but there's a lot of decisions to be made inside the business and inside the home. All right, Teresa, as we're wrapping up, I would love for you to share with the folks that are listening who are interested in becoming a director of operations. 
give them an idea of how the certification, I know you came to this with lots of corporate experience and amazing skill set. You could have literally done this role without that certification. And every person who goes to the certification can be doing this without it. Tell me what it added to you and what it strengthened you in helping you to, to do the role in the way that you're doing it today in Monica's team. One of the beauties and something that I'm so grateful for on about the uh, DOO certification is that it just gave me that clarity of where I was focusing in and how to really stick in my zone of genius. Because just like every other entrepreneur in the last three years, I had pivoted so many different times trying to throw mud at the wall to see what really stuck in the same field that I was doing. And it just really never felt right until I found you and we connected. And what it did was it just gave me that sense of empowerment in trusting what I knew worked in corporate that can work in small businesses too. And I think without that clarity and confidence, I would never have been able to help Monica as far as I did and going to continue to help her building. And so the confidence, the clarity, and the third C is going to be community because I have never felt so much at home in finding my tribe, finding my community of like-minded ops friends and uh, considering them as my extended family almost because, you know, it's a space where we can come in just being able to be who we are, knowing the strengths that we bring to the table. And so it gave me that clear distinction on how to also position myself in the market with quality over quantity at the end of the day. Yes. And that's really what we're looking for. A lot of times people are coming into the director of operations certification already in the field but they haven't figured out either how to find the right clients or they want to figure out how to up-level and get to higher-level businesses because they know that they can make a tremendous impact. And for whatever reasons, they haven't been able to find that on their own. So I'm so excited that you were um, brave and jumped in there in my very first round. I knew immediately that you were going to be a massive change maker. And I ultimately am pleased that the two of you guys have come together to really create magic and to model what this role in this relationship can look like for other CEOs and other DOOs that are out there, because this is not a unicorn. This is not a unicorn situation. You are always going to have leaders and businesses that are ready to up-level, and there are people out there to really accompany your journey and make it so much easier for you. This is where you're you come in, Natalie, because you're such a great connector with understanding what people need at the time that they need it. And I feel like that's one of your superpowers to help us out. Oh, thank you, Monica. I do love it. There is part of the director of operations certification is to, I mean, I want the, the whole profession to be up-leveled, but I also want people to obviously get business. And in doing that, I keep a really strong pulse on the key folks and just really entrepreneurs in general. I'm present at conferences. I go deep in relationships. It is just one of those natural things that come to me. But I love investing in people, not just the director of operations, but in the entire community, because I do see, I've always seen a vision of being able to pair high-level support with great businesses. And so it's my pleasure to really bring two people together. And that's one of the promises of the director of operation certification is to make sure that you have an exposure to the right kinds of leads that you can potentially be working for if you're a fit for them. So 
Alrighty, ladies, I'm going to wrap up here, but I am just so grateful that you guys have taken the time out of your day to share with us what this role looks like and really kind of get a little bit emotional and just share the the behind the scenes that people really want to know. I am so over the, you know, the highlight reel because that's really not the real reel, if you will. And I knew when I asked Monica to come on here that we would get real and I always appreciate you for that. I love supporting you ladies and I appreciate y'all being here today. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.